Welcome to Ganjapreneur, helping Ganjapreneurs grow and succeed in every sector of the cannabis industry. Ganjapreneur will introduce you to the cannabis pioneers who are paving the way for future generations. Learn about the shifting landscape of the market directly from the experts and get to know some of the leading minds in the industry as they tell their story of struggles and success. Now, CannabisRadio.com presents Ganjapreneur. Hi there, and welcome to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shango Los. The Gontrepreneur.com podcast gives us an opportunity to speak directly to entrepreneurs, cannabis growers, product developers, and cannabis medicine researchers, all focused on making the most of cannabis normalization. As your host, I do my best to bring you original cannabis industry ideas that will ignite your own entrepreneurial spark and give you actionable information to improve your business strategy and improve your health and the health of cannabis patients everywhere. Today, my guest is Graham Sorkin, Director of Communications and Business Development at Mary's Medicinals. Mary's Medicinals develops groundbreaking cannabis products based on novel delivery systems to meet the needs of patients who use cannabis. Graham Sorkin is a longtime communications professional, having run global PR campaigns for Fortune 500 clients, including Microsoft and Cisco. Welcome, Graham. Thank you so much for having me. You know, one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on today is that you know, Mary's approaches the cannabis market unlike anybody else. A lot of folks head towards the, you know, the traditional products that you get from cannabis and they bring it over from the heritage and prohibition era manufacturing and they just do the same thing in a legal market. But Mary's Medicinals has got a unique approach where you are finding delivery systems and products that didn't prior exist and are making them from scratch, which, you know, has a tendency to blow people away. Let's talk a little bit about your product development cycle. If you want to use the transdermal patches as an example, that might be good. But but tell me a little bit about how Mary's gets to its great products. Absolutely. So that's a great question, a great topic. And like you said, many patients are looking for options that are you know, not as traditional. You know, your grandma doesn't want to smoke a joint or you know eat a brownie. So we really looked at what options patients and caregivers are both familiar with and comfortable with and used to. So patch is something that you've seen in a hospital setting. It's something that your grandmother or your nurse has seen before. So they're a little bit more comfortable with it. They know how it works. So we saw that and said, you know, that's something that makes sense for the cannabis industry. Patients need that. So let's make it. And my boss, Nicole Smith, the founder of Mary's, you know, has an interesting background in some healthcare technology and marketing and basically took that as a challenge. And she'd worked with patches of other types before. And it was a pretty straightforward process, actually, believe it or not. You know, conceptually, the science behind the transdermal patch isn't necessarily something that's brand new. The idea has been around for decades. We're just applying established pharmaceutical best practices to the delivery of cannabis medicine. So the R&D cycles for something like that are pretty similar to what you'd see in any other industry. Of course, one of the challenges there is bringing some of those best practices from the pharmaceutical industry to cannabis. So we had to work with, you know, some very leading scientists. We brought on Dr. Noel Palmer. He's the Americans for Safe Access Researcher of the Year last year. And he was able to head up our lab and come up with some interesting improvements to increase the bioavailability of the patch and make it something that is successful and effective. And with that, the next step is building out more clinical trials, more protocols, being able to really build out the scientific data around what we're doing. 
where does the drive for the product come from? Are you doing focus groups of patients and finding out what their needs are first? Or is it something, you know, the team has come together with a whole bunch of ideas that they had pre-existing? And, and the reason why I ask is you've got this great THCA patch and that, you know, not a lot of folks are producing THCA products, which is, you know, non-converted THC. So it's not as, as psychedelic and it acts more like a CBD. And yet, where I live in Washington, it's a huge winner with patients. Where does the motivation for these particular kind of niche products come from? You know, that one really started with an opportunity to isolate it, seeing some of the benefits that many patients are getting from juicing, where that's one of the best ways to get high levels of THCA. We saw that and said, there's got to be an easier way to make that accessible to patients. Most of us aren't lucky enough to have big gardens where we can go out and pluck a bundle of leaves and juice every morning. So we wanted to make THCA more accessible. And with that lab and Dr. Palmer working with us, we were able to isolate that. And we're actually very proud to be the first company in Colorado to offer that as well as in Washington. So it's really about the patients. They needed something. We found a way to do it. And THCA is a really interesting cannabinoid. Like you mentioned, it's non-psychoactive. In some ways, it's similar to CBD, but in others, it's not. And it's, you know, for some patients, it's that magic bullet. For example, there's a young girl we work with in Colorado that has Dravet syndrome and severe seizures every day. And she was trying CBD oil without success. And THCA ended up being the magic bullet for her. And now she's using just a tenth of a strip all the time. And that's cut her seizures down over 60%. It really is a powerful thing. It's actually here locally. I know of some patients who are grade school and high school students, and their parents have moved them off of a CBD tincture over to your THCA patches because they're just so much more convenient. And it's less weird to have the patch on the school kid instead of the kid or the teacher medicating, you know, an alcohol tincture. It's just, it's just so much more convenient. So now that these products are already in the market, what kind of a feedback? loop do you have built in so that you're getting constant feedback from patients about ways that you could make the product better or, you know, so you can learn from your customer base? So a couple of elements there. We've got an RN who specializes in cannabis medicine, who answers the phones and answers a lot of the customer emails that we get. So that's a great way to really connect with the community and really understand their needs, understand what's working for them and what's not working and where there's space to improve or create new solutions. Aside from that, social media is, of course, a great way to connect with the community and really hear what's working, where people want to see other things. So that's one of the best sources of information from customers in my day-to-day -day life is just checking in who's saying what on Instagram. Did someone have a complaint that something was you know, not quite right or they weren't sure about it? That's a great way to see what's happening. That's actually a really great idea to have a nurse answering the phone. You know, most cannabis companies, they don't even have anyone on the phone. You know, the, the call comes in and it rolls over right to voicemail and then you never hear back from anybody. But to have somebody who's not, who's actually answering the phone, but also has got the experience with the human body in a way to create meaning from that feedback. That's a, that's a really great idea. So you're also one of the first companies to move into pet products. And while, you know, people talk about giving cannabis to their dogs, either because they're having too much recreational or, or more seriously when the animals have got arthritis or, or need to be sedated after some sort of surgery, you know, you're one of the first people to actually go ahead and do that. How did that come about? 
largely it came from customer feedback. We started getting emails from people saying, you know, I bought one of your CBD gel pens and my dog was very sick. Or in one of the cases, one of the first emails I remember, their dog was dying and they had the vet had told them they had just a couple of days. And they just wanted to find a way to make the dog a little bit more comfortable. So they tried one of our products they'd picked up at a dispensary and had a really positive experience. And they shared that with us. And it sort of clicked. And we said, you know, there's got to be more people doing this. And that was about a year ago. And we started looking into it and started using it on our own pets, started talking to some vets and saw that it was really something that made sense. You know, all animals or almost all animals, all mammals have an endocannabinoid system. So the same science, the same principles apply. It's very straightforward and people love their animals. A huge opportunity to get into. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar market. Do you need any particular licensure to be able to, to develop products for pets? Is it, is it more restrictive? No, it's actually the least restrictive product we make. There's still some standards and best practices, of course, and we do apply all of those and ensure we're in compliance with all sorts of restrictions. But there's actually uh, not very many barriers to entry like there are with cannabis. So that sounds really interesting, Graham. I can imagine that there are a lot of people with both domestic and farm animals that this could be very useful for. Where will people buy that? Will will cannabis for pets be sold in the, you know, the recreational markets or is that something that because the application is not for human, you'll be able to sell it in pet stores? Correct. It's going to be in pet stores and, you know, cannabis in general is only scheduled for human consumption. So CBD is basically something that we can distribute to all 50 states. It's a little bit of a gray area and we've been working with our lawyers to clarify it. But since these are hemp derived, it's from hemp we're growing with Elite Botanicals in Colorado, we're able to treat it just like Dr. Browner's soap or hemp granola and distribute it nationwide. Wow, that's the dollar signs just got huge there. That's amazing that you can bring a, you know, a cannabis product that gives relief to pets that people are already prepared to spend money on their comfort and then be able to sidestep a lot of the, you know, the cannabis laws that are making everybody else's business so challenging. So we're going to take a short break. You are listening to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. We'll be right back with my guest, Graham Sorkin of Mary's Medicinals. After a short message from the sponsors who made this show possible, Gontrepreneur will return. Dr. Dabber, hurry. Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber, doctor's orders. Less heat, (laughs) more flavor. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. 
growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the king, right? You just have, you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to help gondrepreneurs grow. You're listening to Gondrepreneur, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. You are listening to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shango Lowe's, and our guest this week is Graham Sorkin of Mary's Medicinals. Before the break, we were talking about the Mary's Medicinals new product line that is for pets. Now, Graham, I also understand that you've got another, now a third product line, which is actually Mary's Nutritionals. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So this was another one that was in response to requests from patients. We were getting dozens of emails every week from folks saying, can you please, please, please ship us some CBD in Texas, Florida, all of these states that obviously we couldn't ship our primary product line to without be a felony, but we were able to get a little creative. So one of the solutions we came up with was finding some super high CBD, low THC strains that Elite Botanicals was growing up in northern Colorado. And we were basically able to reclassify those and say, this is hemp now. Legally and scientifically, it's below that threshold of THC. So it's hemp, and we're going to treat that just like Dr. Browner's soap and be able to distribute it to all 50 states. So we're one of the first companies using domestically grown hemp to create CBD products that are available nationwide. And those are using a lot of the same innovative delivery methods that we've introduced through Mary's Medicinals. So it's the transdermal patches, the gel pens, the compound, as well as a couple of other products we're working on with Elite Botanicals. So a few weeks ago, we had Dr. Ethan Russo on, and he's the guy who got us all talking about the entourage effect in whole plant medicine. What's the difference between these full CBD, nearly zero THC, Mary's Nutritionals products versus using a whole plant? What, what are the ailments or applications that CBD only is pointed for? You know, great question. A lot of the ailments that people are using CBD and whole plant extract for are positively impacted by CBD. And, you know, honestly, I think a lot of us feel that a combination or whole plant extract is most effective in some instances. And we would love to be able to distribute all of our THC and THCA and CBN products nationwide. At this point, the federal government's in our way, but CBD is a good first step. And a lot of patients who are getting the CBD products are able to find other ways to add some THC and other uh, plant extracts into the mix so that they can get a more effective entourage effect there. Yeah, that makes sense. So in these states where the normalization is still ramping up, it's better to have some CBD in their hands that it's legal. And then when they when they do legalize locally, then you know, adjust or expand your product line at that point. But at least they've got something, especially for folks who have got seizures. Indeed. And a lot of people are really looking for high CBD extracts or any sort of CBD they can get. In a lot of these states, you know, on the black market, people are able to find THC, but it's a lot more difficult to find CBD unless they're looking online and buying something that's imported from China. And that's a whole nother conversation. 
so going into this interview, I was planning on talking about the Mary's Medicinals brand as a you know a new cannabis interstate brand. However, the more that we've spoken and understanding now that the Mary's Nutritionals line you can actually ship throughout the country, and same with the pet products, this makes me even more more interested because you're going to be one of the first national cannabis brands. Since cannabis can't yet be trademarked at the federal level, in what ways does Mary's Medicinals protect their trademark in the individual states? You know, we're working with some of the top IP attorneys in Colorado and nationwide to ensure that we do have patents pending on all of our IP. We do have trademarks on several of our brands, actually, because they're all held through a technology holding company and IP company. So we are able to patent certain things and are able to trademark Mary's Medicinals and some of our you know, catchphrases and all of that. So it's a little bit tricky, but it is possible. So as far as getting the brand out there, because you know it's it's one thing to let customers know and patients know that your products exist, but there's also you know getting the brand recognition. Where do you place your advertising, or how do you go about letting people know that your products exist in these new states, especially since they may not be looking for cannabis products because they don't think that necessarily what you're selling is legal yet. You know, it's a great question, and that's one of the main challenges of my job is educating folks. It's another one of the challenges and benefits of the company. We've created a brand that is exceptionally broad, and we've found that it really transcends a lot of the typical cannabis industry demographics. We reach seniors, soccer moms, hipsters, military veterans, and everybody in between. So in one way, we've been very successful creating a brand that is so broadly appealing. At the same time, it's a challenge because we don't have one target market. That's always a question we get. Oh, who's your target demographic? It's everybody. It's your grandmother, but it's also me when my back goes out skiing over the weekend. You know, it's a lot of different broad approaches to that. We do a lot of events, a lot of advertising in different types of publications. We do a lot with the cannabis industry type publications. It's a great way to expose the brand to bud tenders and dispensary owners. But at the same time, our end user customers are ultimately folks who probably wouldn't be in a dispensary to start with. So we have to reach them through more broad general interest media, general events. With the Mary's Nutritionals line, we're actually going to be sponsoring Tough Mudder Marathon coming up in Colorado. So it's a pretty broad mix. Yeah, I can imagine that a lot of, I mean, actually probably for the CBD products, the smaller group read the cannabis magazines and go into dispensaries, and the vast majority of your market are folks who you know aren't necessarily cannabis enthusiasts, that they or their pets have got pain or whatever. Have you had any pushback from magazines or other folks that you've wanted to do some kind of co-branded thing with or marketing where they have felt uncomfortable allying themselves with a cannabis company, even though what you're doing is actually legal on the federal level? Absolutely. I won't name and shame, but there's definitely cannabis out there. It's one of the terms you we've been throwing around joking when uh, different types of companies refuse to work with us just because of what we do, because there's a pot leaf in the logo. And we think it's pretty ridiculous, but there's a lot of Google won't let us advertise. Facebook won't let us advertise, even though what we're doing is perfectly legal in the states we're in. We've got, you know anything that they could look for, letters from our lawyers that say, here are the regulations that we are within. This is perfectly legal, but there is still some cannabis out there. It is a challenge. 
So the transdermal patches are one of the delivery mechanisms and the transdermal pens are a second one. I personally like the pens because you can, I, I feel like I can control my dosage a little bit more. And we both know how important it is to control dosage with THC. Is it as important to control dosage with CBD since there is not going to be a, you know, a psychedelic effect from it? Yes. I'm not ultimately the expert on dosing up love to have you bring on one of our nurses one of these days to talk a little bit more about that. But a lot of what we've been seeing is that high doses aren't always positive. And in a lot of cases, it's actually a negative. So a lot more research is starting to come out pointing towards low dosing as a beneficial way to medicate. Of course, everybody's going to be a little bit different. Some folks do need to absolutely flood the system with cannabinoids. But for a lot of ailments, low doses are actually more effective. One of the things that folks give me feedback around the transdermals is that they like that it's slow release because so often with THC products, you take it and it hits your bloodstream all at once. And so you get this, this flush at the beginning and then it slowly tapers off. However, your transdermal patches, you put it on and it's, you know, it's kind of a slow soak over, it feels like about four or five hours to me. Even though the first people who I saw adopt it were folks who had seizures who wanted to have something slow at work. It wasn't until this summer and wedding season came on that I noticed that people were starting to wear them at weddings where it wasn't going to be appropriate to medicate. I can imagine that you're seeing all sorts of applications for your products that are a surprise to you, even though you're the one who developed it. Of course we are. And it is quite fascinating. You know, some of the pictures that pop up on Instagram, some things you'd expect like putting it on for a long flight or hiking, but some other ones that were ultimately why we created it. People using it in a hospital or using it in other places where there's no way you could smoke or even bring in something like a brownie. Yeah, right on. Well, hey, it looks like it's time for us to go to another commercial break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. After a short message from the sponsors who made this show possible, Gontrepreneur will return. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at KarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. MJWellness.com, the largest medical marijuana community in the world. Connect with thousands of patients, doctors, industry leaders, and businesses through shared personal experiences along our worldwide network. Discover new therapies and benefits with content tailored to you. Come grow your network on mjwellness.com. You're not alone. Your wellness matters. Learn, live, and thrive. Check out mjwellness.com today. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living 
while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to help Gondrepreneurs grow. You're listening to Gondrepreneur only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. You are listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shangolos, and our guest this week is Graham Sorkin of Mary's Medicinals. So before the break, we were talking about the importance of dosing in both THC and CBD products. And over time, you know, a lot of patients keep journals so that they can track their relief with the dose that they are taking. I understand that Mary's Medicinals has launched an app that helps patients do that. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. So earlier this year, we launched Mary's Journal. As far as we know, it's the first mobile app designed to help patients track and optimize their medical cannabis use. And the really interesting thing about it, besides for how it can directly help patients keep track of what's working for them and what's not, and dosages and all of that, is that it actually anonymously pulls the data that users input and collates it. We're actually able to bring that together to use with all sorts of research, clinical trials. We actually just announced some collaboration with CW Botanicals and Realm of Caring. So we're going to look at possibly integrating some of their products and get a much larger user base in there. And it's going to be a really powerful way to bring together all of the information that is sorely lacking in this industry at this point. Yeah, amen that is sorely lacking. I mean, that's so difficult to do a lot of this research when cannabis is still a Schedule 1. When we had Dr. Michelle Sexton on a few weeks back, she called this kind of work citizen science. And so while it may not be hyper-controlled by the FDA, and it is giving not only anecdotal information, but also data sets that are really valuable. So, I mean, are you already collecting these data sets? Are you already seeing surprising things or are we too early in the process to have really been able to glean much yet? I'd say we're a little early to really share some bombshell finding at this point, but we're starting to bring together this data that, as you said, it's more anecdotal and it's not hard scientific data that the FDA is going to look at, but it gives us jumping off points to create those clinical trials and those research efforts that would be more formalized and controlled. So if we see a trend, things that we're already seeing anecdotally, like some of the success with THCA treating seizures, that gives us a great starting point to set up some clinical trials. And we can go to some of the researchers we work with and take some of those data sets and say, look, here's what we found with this, this dosage, Let's start here. And it's you know, a it, lot more effective than starting from zero. Yeah, I bet. And you know, I've been a product designer for a long time, and the idea of getting those data sets just makes me drool because I bet you in so many cases, they just point to a niche market as soon as you start massaging the data. And you know, being able to have a, an anonymous focus group sounds like it'd be a huge asset. It is. And at the same time, we're really looking for more people to participate. So a plea to all of your listeners, look for Mary's Journal in the App Store and the Google Play Store, and please share it with your friends, your family, and start contributing more data so we can do a lot more with this. Everything is HIPAA compliant, completely anonymous. It's a great opportunity to be a part of history, really, and contribute to some of these major initiatives that are going to be happening over the next few years. 
You know, one of the things that happens with many studies is that people get involved with it and then they drop out. I would assume that that probably happens to a certain degree with the app too, where somebody thinks it's a good idea and they get started and they're tracking their dosing. And then, you know, if they're a patient, maybe they're too sick to stay up with it or they just get distracted by life. What has worked into the app that helps people come back to the app and either A, remind them or B, keep them so engaged that they keep going with it? You know, a big piece of it is just the personal interest. People, both for their own use, but also to contribute, want to be a part of this. And of course, there is some attrition, like with any app or anything you do every day. People are going to lose interest or fall off over time. But we've actually seen a lot of consistency. Once folks start using it, they're using it regularly. And it's set up in a way that either the patient or the caregiver can be entering information. So that makes it a bit easier for some of the more seriously ill patients that want to use it. So is it as simple as just popping open the app and then putting in the amount of the dose and you close the app and you're done? Or is there more to it than that? Pretty much you can keep it simple or you can start to go into which products you used at what dose level. It checks in with you automatically at three points during the day and basically says, did you medicate? What did you do? How are your symptoms? And just those three basic questions create a baseline. And over time, we can see the trends from that. I would love to get that integrated with my fitness band so that I can track my uh, THC and CBD intake along with my sleep and my exercise and my food intake. My goodness. Oh, that's actually one of the next steps. It's built on the uh, Apple Health platform so that ultimately we will be able to do a lot more with it. And down the line, we want to do that, integrate with your blood pressure and your diet, and all of those other elements that we know are so important to your overall holistic health. So Graham, we've talked about three different product lines that Mary's has got. So we've got the main line, the Mary's Medicinals, which is full plant cannabis products. And then we've got your pet line. And then we've got the CBD only line. So if people want to find out more about these, especially the CBD stuff, which is available all over the country, how can they find out more? So that one would be marysnutritionals.com. Of course, you can also follow our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's hard to miss at Mary's Nutritionals. And for the other lines, marysmedicinals.com or likewise on all the social media. And then for our pet products, the company is Mary's Pets at marryspetshop.com or at Mary's Pet Shop on all of those social media platforms. Right on. Well, that's great. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for chatting with us, Graham. Thank you so much for having me. Graham Sorkin is Director of Communications and Business Development at Mary's Medicinals. You can find the Gontrepreneur podcast in the podcast section of Gontrepreneur.com. You can also find us on the Cannabis Radio Network website and in the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news, product reviews, and cannabis jobs updated daily, along with transcriptions of this podcast. Thanks, as always, to Brasco for producing our show. I'm your host, Shango Lopes. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.